Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Hey, everybody. We're getting real nerdy today. We actually have a an episode on the 2021 Golden Retriever Owner's Report, courtesy of goldenhearts.co, which is Jake, the human, and Oliver, the Golden Retriever's blog. So before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, we would love if you'd subscribe to our channel. That would be pretty awesome. And what else can they do, Mike? Well, once once they get to that area where it says subscribe, they get this free bell. You can hit that bell. It rings and lets you know every time we have a new video pop up. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And if you like these shows, go ahead and click the like button now, even though we haven't gotten into the episode because we really appreciate it and it helps us get more visibility. So we would really appreciate that. And we'd also like any comments that you have below. Please put those down there. We try to answer all of them. We don't try. We do. I, I take a page out of the Yoda handbook. Okay. Do or so, do not. There is no try. So evidently we answer all of them. Me. I do. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, please. It helps us out. Uh, keeps the channel going. And uh, let all your friends know. You know, or maybe you stumbled across this and you're like, hey, I got a friend that would, would really dig this show. So yeah. just tell them about it. Because if you don't know, um, we're not just dog nerds, but we're trying to change the world for dogs. So we're trying to help people make better decisions about getting a dog in the first place. And then once they have a dog, you know, things that can help have an enriching life and hopefully a long life. So we really aim to do everything to make the world a better place for dogs. So... Let's talk real quick about um, the Golden Retriever Owner's Report. Basically, um, Jake decided he wanted to survey Golden Retriever parents because, you know, you go on social media and you get 900 answers for what's mm -hmm. your best vacuum cleaner for a Golden Retriever parent. And um, he covers that in, in this owner's report. So, again, you can find that at goldenhearts.co, and we'll link to it in the, uh, in the notes. So, without further ado, let's... Uh Meet up with Jake. All right. We are here with Jake from goldenhearts.co. And while we've done our golden retriever episode, Jake, I think we've never met before, but I think it's safe to say you might be a golden retriever nerd. Is that yes, pretty accurate? Absolutely. <laughs> when did that yep. start? Um, yeah. So growing up, my sister was allergic to dogs, so we weren't able to have dogs. And I always wanted one. And there was these, uh, these two golden retrievers in our neighborhood. Um, and I would see them walk by, they're like bushy tails were waving in the air, their heads were bopping and they were smiling. And I was like, you know, when I get older, I'm definitely having one of those. Then um, my wife and I got married. She loves dogs. Um, she had to have a dog. It was, uh, just, it was like a, a premarital agreement. Like we're having, we're having a dog as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as we get married. Um, that's important, then, yeah. you know, like that yeah. could be a deal breaker for sure. Yeah, for definitely. Me, for me, it would be. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, uh, so we, we got Oliver and, uh, he's, uh, been actually like I had really high expectations for Golden Trooper and he's blown them out of the water. Wow, he's he's awesome. So very, and I love your hat you. there. You got it tilted down, so that's so Thank cute. You. That is cool. I, I think it's Sunny is a Golden Retriever. I think yeah. Sunny is a Golden. Yeah, I'm from. Yep. Yeah. So this is this. I was I saw it and I was like, All right, I got to get it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, a Golden Retriever nerd has to have that hat, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. So um, you did a survey um, just to golden retriever owners or parents or, you know, the correct term that we like to use. Um, <laughs> what, 
but tell us why you wanted to do this. Um, you know, obviously you have a blog, so you write strictly about goldens, right? For the most part, I do touch on some puppy stuff as well. Um, but yeah, so if you ask, if you post in the golden retriever group, there are lots of them, there are lots of people in them, lots of opinions in them. Uh, if you say, Hey, what's the best vacuum to pick up the golden retriever here? You're going to get a ton of varied opinions, like very strong opinions for like five different ways. Um, so it can be like really, uh, tough to figure out what is actually the best for your golden. Um, so I figured out, or I figured let's ask people and get hard data, uh, and get some real answers. So not just like anecdotes or stories, um, but some real data on what people actually do, what, what are the best products, how, how do people train their dogs and stuff like that. Um, so that if you're a new golden retriever owner, or if you're a current golden retriever owner, you can figure out maybe if you have questions about some of the, some of the questions that we asked in the survey, like, Hey, what did the, what did the majority of people do? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Now is your background an analytical one or uh, data driven? No, I think I'm just a golden retriever nerd. Yeah. Um, I'm a, my background is a writer. Um, so that's kind of why I started uh, the blog about golden retrievers, yeah. but, um, I like data. I like numbers. Um, so, so yeah, so I want to put this survey and like, get some, get some hard numbers and figure out what is actually the best that's stuff cool. for goldens. Yeah. That's so cool. It is super cool. Yeah. How many people did you interview for the survey? So 600 people answered the, uh, answered the survey, filled it out. Um, I partnered with some, uh, some pretty popular, uh, golden retriever mom, uh, Instagrams. So they posted about it. Um, we've got a, an email list and we sent uh, the email out and they, so, um, so those people filled it out. So 600 people, we were at like 598 and I started like frantically texting, like my friends from high school. I was like, Hey, I haven't talked to you in like 10 years, but I saw on Facebook, you have a gold retriever. Can you fill <laughs> this out? Like, I just, I didn't want to leave at 598. I wanted yeah. to get right. absolutely 600. So, so you're like, also a the golden retriever stalker too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cause I would have done the same thing. I'm a oh, little yeah. OCD and I would have been like, ah, there has to be 600. Yes. Just yeah. Like, and I was like, ask my wife, like, Hey, do you know anybody like has this person has a golden tree, right? Can you reach out to them? Like, oh, fine. That is awesome. I love it. Ended up 600 on the dot. That is great. That's cool. So tell us about the, the questions that you asked. And I know, um, there's one in particular that I was really surprised about that we'll talk about. Cool. Yeah. So it was a mix of um, training products and um, I think it was most, mostly training and products. Uh, so with training, um, I don't know if you want to dive right into training. That uh, was, that, that was the one that shocked me. Yeah. So, so I asked, it wasn't like, do you, or it wasn't, how do you train your golden? Cause obviously there are so many different like ways to train your dog. Um, but just like, did you crate train your dog? Um, that was something that was interesting. So I'm pulling up the numbers here. Uh, 75% of people crate train their puppy, um, which is interesting because you ask, like, if someone says, Hey, like, should I crate train my puppy? Some people say, Oh, it's so cruel. And some people say, Oh, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you should, um, it's, it's safe for the puppy. So they're not going around eating, uh, food or eating pills or chewing up wires or swallowing a sock or something. Yeah. Um, because with a puppy, you can't always keep your eyes on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's pretty important, um, you know, create tra- some sort of, uh, kind of keeping them in one place, um, while you can't watch them, but, uh, 75.7% per- of people create train their puppy. Um, and then 24.3 did not. 
So I was a little surprised. I was surprised because that number was higher of people that did crate train than I would have expected because I, you know, I just, I feel like when I come across people, you know, it's not as common. I think they get, I think they get caught up in the human side of it. Like, oh, I don't want to be stuck in a crate, but they don't understand it's different for dogs. Dogs to see it as their den, their place, their, their safe place, you know, and that you can't, you know, you can't leave for six to eight hours and leave them in the crate all, you know, it's, it's more boundary training than it is, you know, I'm leaving my dog in a cage all day. Cause you should never do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. but that was, yeah, I was, I was impressed by that number. Cause it was more than I thought, but the number that surprised me was the people that did not actually do any formal training with their dogs. Yeah. So, so I asked, uh, the question was, did you enroll your puppy in a puppy training class? Um, so my vet is actually like a family friend. So I was like, Hey, um, he's like one of my best friend's dads. And I was like, Hey, we're getting this puppy. And he's like, all right, the first thing you got to do is, uh, is take him to a puppy training class. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like it matters, but you know, you can just go to like the local pet store. Um, because it's not only about the training, it's about like the socialization, like, you know, getting them playing with other puppies, getting them used to like going places with you. Um, and it's also like safe because, most of these puppy training places, they require your dog to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're, you know, you're you're not taking your dog to the random uh, dog park where who knows if the dogs are vaccinated, you're going to, um, to a place with a professional trainer and they are making sure that these puppies are also vaccinated. So, you know, just for the socialization alone, it's important, but then also like for uh, dog parent support, if you're like, Hey, this is happening. What do I do? You won't stop biting. won't stop peeing. Um, and then also the training aspect as well. Just like, you know, this is what, this is what you're going to expect. And this is what you need to do and how to raise your puppy. And that was lower than what I thought too. Yeah. I think it's amazing talking about the, the human support side of it. You you have a dog that, that does something, it does a thing, whatever that thing is. And you're like, man, I'm probably the only person in the world that experiences this. And then you meet everybody else. Oh no, my dog does it too. And it (laughs) it just makes you feel better. Like, okay, I'm not screwing up too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, you know, in saying that it, we've done some dog events, we have terriers and when, when we're around like lab and golden people, they think our dogs are nuts. When we're around terrier people, (laughs) our dogs are normal. And so that was very interesting for us too, just in, you know, us socializing with other dog parents was man, I can't tell you the times that, you know, we were around people that were not terrier people and they thought Finley was just nuts and crazy and and then you get around these terrier people and you're like oh he's normal (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that's like such a a comforting thing to be like all right i'm not crazy this is good yeah so um aside from the puppy training classes then um you also asked about other training yeah so oh i don't know if we if we've said the numbers but 52 percent of people enroll their puppy in a puppy training class um So, so that was that number, but also, so I asked, uh, how old your puppy is. Um, so if you're, it was kind of broken down to like, if your puppy is less than a year old, um, you know, I think it was one to five, uh, five to nine and then 10 plus. But if you look at the people who have puppies that are less than a year old, since this was done in 20, 2021, um, if your puppy is less than a year old, they pretty much only know COVID times. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, the, uh, percentage of, uh, Golden Shearer puppy owners who enrolled their, uh, puppy in a puppy training class was down 16%. Wow. 
um, last year. So that was an interesting thing to note. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't down more considering all these yeah. um, lots of things and all the dogs licking my toes. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was, was kind of surprised it wasn't down more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, before COVID it was like in the mid fifties and then after COVID it was like the high forties. Mm-hmm. Um, so that went down. That was really interesting. Um, another, uh, interesting part was, was puppy. I asked if puppy training class was helpful. So like, not only did you do it, but also was it helpful? Um, and 89.2% of the people said it was helpful. Um, so those 48% of people who aren't doing it, they're missing out. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's not just training, it's socialization and support and all that stuff. So 89% of people thought that was helpful. Um, I asked if you've ever hired a dog trainer, so not including a puppy training course, obviously it's more expensive. Um, it kind of, uh, I can, it was obviously understandably lower, you know, it's, it kind of takes a lot of effort to go out and hire a dog trainer. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I may need to. We can, we can cut here if you want to go deal with that. Let me go grab her. Yeah. Let her run and grab that. Sorry about that. Otherwise it'll be the whole video, her barking. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a par for the course for a dog training podcast, right? Yeah, it is. She's kind of become the third person in our in our video you never see her but you hear her in the background it's so fun <laughs> but we figure hey look if you're tuning into a dog nerd yeah. show you if you don't hear a dog you're you're kind of like okay well, that's right you have to be on with us. hey yeah there she is <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry about that hold on just yeah i got her Okay. So sorry. If I didn't grab her and there's a squirrel or a bird, it's going to be constant. So that is quite all right. (laughs) Um, So we just dive right back in here. Yes. Yes, please. Cool. Yeah. So in addition to asking about, did you ever do a puppy training class? We asked uh, if you ever hired a dog trainer Mm -hmm. Um, and 28.8% of people did hire a dog trainer. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of in the middle. I, I don't, I didn't think that was too high or too low. What did you all think? Does that surprise you with 28.8% did hire I mean, dog That seems kind of higher than I thought it would be. So actually. is this like a personal one-on-one trainer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So not, not including puppy training class. Did you hire a dog trainer? Yeah. So I think that I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I think that's probably about right, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that's different than like a group training class. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought, I think, I think 28% is pretty high actually. Yeah. Promising. I like that. I like that. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I agree. And then again, also uh, with that, I asked like, was it helpful? And uh, 94.6 people, uh, 94.6% of people said it was helpful. Um, And then also I asked if you've ever uh, purchased an online dog training course Um, that was lower 8.3% of people said yes. But um, actually, if you look at just the people who've only had their dog during COVID times, I think it was like three times as high as that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so obviously things are going online. Um, it's more like, culturally acceptable to buy online training courses. Yeah. Um, so not surprising that when, that it went up, but when he asked if it was, uh, if that was helpful, uh, 91.5% of people said it was helpful. So That's interesting. I think it would be just personally, 
I gained so much from being in person, you know, and, and that was another thing that you made me think about when, when we were in our, uh, like our, you know, it was, was, it wasn't the puppy class. It was like the intro to obedience class with Finley and the really great trainer and, um, you know, all kinds of dogs in the class. And we had, were doing sit and Finley had sat like three to five times and, you know, but we were doing it over and over and he just stopped doing it. And she said, he's a terrier. He's very smart and he's bred to be an independent thinker. He did it for you. He's done. Don't, don't make him do it anymore. Just when we get to the next one, you know, we'll pick back up, but you know, she's like, he's not going to be like a lab or a golden and do it every time to please you. And mm -hmm. that was so helpful yeah. for us to understand because he was our first quarter terrier. And so it was really helpful for us to understand, oh, that's how he's wired. He's an independent thinker. So I'd, I'd be interested in seeing how that number goes up over the years. Like if you, if you did that same survey, say five, maybe even 10 years from now, I bet that number goes up because just like everything else people are doing, they're going to the internet, right? So, so, Hey, I bet there's a dog training class on YouTube or whatever, you know, or I can purchase one. That's a very interesting number. I think that's a, it would be a, a fun one to watch, right. To go, okay. As the, the millennials get older and the gen Y gets older, you know, and they get a dog, are they going to, you know, go to a dog training class or are they going to go, oh, I could, you know, I'm going to hit this button on the computer and have somebody, you know, do a zoom class with me or whatever. So that's yeah. very interesting. That's a, that's a very interesting number. But they may also want the private trainer to come to them, you know, and do the, so that number might go yeah, up. Uber too. eats like an Uber <laughs> eats thing, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah. that'll be wow. interesting. Very yeah. Cool. I think just the biggest thing was that like 89% was for the puppy classes 89% of those people found it helpful in the nineties, mid nineties for the other two. So just dog training helps. Um, I agree. Like no matter like, you know, how you do it, if you do it, it sounds like you'll be thankful. Yes. You yeah. Yeah. You really have to. And, and, and I, and I think, I think learning from a professional is just, it's just so important because there's just so much you don't know about, you know, just canine behavior that you can learn. So, and, you know, with Golden's being very big and strong dogs, you know, you want that number to be high because, you know, I've, I've met a couple of unruly goldens before and, you know, we had, we had a friend whose dog may have knocked some people down with being over exuberant. So. Just, yeah. But it, you know, it wasn't anything malice. No, it was just, it was Hey, excitement. you're here. I'm yeah. happy to see you, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 No, I agree. And, you know, and it's also not just goldens, especially like the training stuff. Um, yeah. like, you know, like your terriers, like they're terriers, like they are, they're smart, independent thinkers, and you're going to need to, uh, to get a hold on them. Oh, yeah. you, you better believe absolutely. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. No matter what size dog, no matter what breed of dog, they all need basic, you know, manners and training because you want to keep your dog safe too, you know, mm -hmm. and keep other people around you safe. So, yeah. So what was the most interesting of all your questions? What was the most interesting one that you did? That you were like, wow, I wasn't expecting that answer. So uh, I'm not going to lie. Most most of the questions were what I thought they were. I've spent so much time in these Golden Trooper Facebook groups and people emailing me stuff. And just I have a pretty like good pulse on the on what people are thinking. But one thing that was pretty funny, actually, well, sorry, this did surprise me. It was treats. I thought that there would be a standout winner in treats. 
um, the most popular answer was in all caps, anything. Um, <laughs> so just, and maybe this is a golden retriever thing or, or what, but you know, some of these dogs, they don't care what it is. They'll, they're just happy to eat it. Like, yeah. If it's in your hand, they'll take it. <laughs> exactly. On the floor, they'll take it. They're just yeah. uh, not very picky, especially goldens. They love food. They'll eat anything. So yeah. will they eat, like if you're chopping broccoli, will they eat a piece if you give it to them? Some people, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, some, a lot of people said anything. Because um, our we, dogs totally will. So I didn't know yeah. it was, you know, carried over to the goldens too. Yep. Yes. No, goldens, goldens are not picky. Uh, they love <laughs> They love all, even if it's not food, even if it's just like a thing on the ground. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Here's a tennis shoe. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Grass, sticks, anything. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll eat it. I love that's it. That's where you have to be careful, right? Because, you know, with them having such large mouths and throats, they can swallow rocks and things that they mm-hmm. shouldn't. So that's definitely something that people with larger dogs have to consider. And that's where the training comes in, the drop it command or yes. leave it yeah. or... <laughs> Yep. And also for the puppies, that's where the crate training comes in too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but then another thing that people said, as far as favorite treats, and these were the puppy owners, they said my fingers. Uh, so the puppies, little puppies are, uh, haven't under, uh, have quite learned that food or the fingers aren't food yet. So they're just, they're eating everything, eating, biting hands, biting fingers. So uh, I thought that was pretty funny. That was not yeah. something that I expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that was interesting is I asked, uh, how many dogs do you currently have? Uh, how many dogs do you all have? We have two. You have two? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So 68% of people had one dog, uh, 23.2% had two dogs, uh, 5% had three dogs, and then uh, 1.8% had four dogs. Wow. Um, so, I know, and then 1.2% had five or more. Yeah. That uh, now, was interesting to me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> now, now, of those dogs, were they other goldens or were they just, they had another dog? Or did, did it get that deep? Okay, so uh, so then I asked how many golden. Who I did I did this breakdown. So I asked how many golden retrievers do you have right now? Eighty six percent of people had one. Ten uh, percent of people had two, and then it dropped down to like one percent, down to 0.07 percent. Some 0.07 percent had five or more. Five uh, goldens. Wow. So that, I think that's like. Four four people had five or more goldens. I wonder if they're breeders. Well, they they probably I also had hundred acres. <laughs> <laughs> I was assuming, yeah. And then I I know I I think I crunched the numbers here somewhere. Um, oh, thirty one point six percent of people have more than one dog, and fifty seven percent of those people have a golden plus another breed. Mm. That's interesting. So yeah, that that was su- a little surprising to me. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people said, have, have emailed me and said, oh, I've got a golden in the lab or uh, a lot of people have goldens and small dogs um, yeah. as well. Just was kind of that was going through my head because, you know, like, you know, having multiple big dogs is a lot of, you know, it's a lot of money too, you know, for yeah. eating and, you know, veterinary bill, you know, there are things that people don't think about, you know, mm-hmm. when you get a dog, but, you know, food alone. <laughs> pricey <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. and that and i know you did ask about food as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, purina purina pro plan was the most popular food and then royal canaan after that and then after that i think it was hill science diet okay um so those are the top three uh i did kind of want to put in a little disclaimer there you know it's not what's necessarily best 
for your dog, you know, obviously talk to your vet about that. Like, you know, if you've got a puppy, they're going to have certain needs. If you have a senior dog, they're going to have certain needs. But uh, I've, just, I've seen a lot of people say, what food do you feed your dog? So if you ever ask that question, just kind of without any other stipulations, there's the data. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. And that, that's a whole uh, controversial thing in and of itself too, you yeah. know, cause you've got the raw people you've got, we've started home cooking for Finley based on his medical issues, you know, Riley's become finicky, you know, but yeah. it's a, and there's just like the treats, there's so much on the market, you know, like yeah. I I'm surprised you even got a consensus, you know, with some of that, because there's just so much. Mm -hmm. It's pro plan being that high I bet Perino is beside themselves excited about that. I mean, that's, that's a big number, right? Yeah. 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 It was, it was pretty significant too. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you know, obviously ask your vet, um, but you know, some people, if if you're wanting to know what is the most popular, there it is. Um, And raw was four. Raw was uh, the fourth after Hill Science Diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting it's that high yeah to be yeah. honest with you yeah yeah i agree and then there was uh, there was there obviously there's a ton of brands um so you know sometimes i asked you know out of i think like 570 or 580 people answered that question um so you know, there was obviously there's a ton um yeah. Yeah, buffalo in there and origin and all all these other brands um but and actually i linked uh like the kind of the raw data in um in the survey as well or like in the in the post about the survey so if anyone was like oh like you didn't mention this brand like you can go look at the data and you can filter and sort and do crunch all those numbers and see what you want um but i so i just presented like the top five okay these are the most popular um talk to your vet and uh that's it i'm not gonna pretend like i'm a vet or pretend like i'm a scientist or a doctor or anything these are just the numbers that's interesting. I wonder if any of the pet food companies have uh, seen your data because I'm sure they would be interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. No one's reached out to me yet. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, nobody from Purina or Royal Canaan. <laughs> so if you're with Purina or Royal Canaan, uh, please, you know, reach out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got all the data. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, R&D right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing was uh, golden retrievers and cats. Um, 25% of people have a golden shooter and a cat. Mm. Um, I thought that was kind of high. Um, I, th- I just thought it was interesting. Um, but, uh, I, I was on another podcast last week and she's, a um, uh, she's a, I think she has, she has a few cats and she said it was not high. She's like, Oh, I'm, su- I'm not surprised at all. And yeah. she's like, golden cats are great. Goldens are great. Then yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really that surprised because goldens are just such you know, affable dogs, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, cats, you know, I wonder how much interaction too, out of that 25% cats and dogs are interacting with each other, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they like each other. They say, Hey, we got a cat it always depends with cats, but, right? They but either- if, if they don't like each other, I can guarantee you almost 90%. I'm throwing my numbers out there now, which are not scientific people, but I bet 90% <laughs> of them are because of the cat. Cause I've never met a golden. It's ever met a stranger. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. a cat's going to rule the roost with that. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> make that I would decision. assume as well. Yeah. Um, another, this was, this is fun was uh, I asked, what embarrassing nicknames do you call your golden shooter? Um, <laughs> that was uh, a, that was funny. 
It was good. So there are two categories, uh, sweet nicknames and uh, bathroom humor nicknames. So the sweet, uh, the, some of the, the sweet nicknames were like Baby Bear, Mr. Sm- Snugglesworth was my favorite, <laughs> um, Angel Face and Sweet Baby Angel. And then on the other hand, you got the potty people, which was uh, some, some examples were Sneaky Butt, Poopy Pants, Fluff Butt, Monkey Butt, Farty Boy, and Marty McFarty. So uh, now, so, so everybody out there wants to know, those would have been mine. <laughs> and then the angel face ones would have been her. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Snugglesworth would have been you. This dog here is named Riley, but she rarely gets called that. She here lately I've been calling her Fred. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey Fred. But uh yeah, she's she's she gets the potty, the potty uh nicknames too. So I would have been on that category. So which mm-hmm. one out? Were there more potty names or were there more sweet names? Oh, that's a, I think there were more potty names. I don't know which, I can't remember which one. There was just lots of butts here. Here we got stinky butt, fluff butt, monkey butt. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, we, do you ever call your dogs like by their actual name? I know uh, you just kind of hinted that rarely. We do, but there was a time when I remember saying like, I wonder if they even know their names anymore because we call them so many other things. So if I say Riley to her, she looks and responds. If we, so her nickname is Riley Rue officially Riley Rue. <laughs> so it's an official nickname. And then she's got the other nickname. Yeah. The unofficial, but, but she'll answer to Rue most of the time, but Riley, she'll go, what, what, you know, she'll, Oh, 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 you need me. Okay. But then I'll, I'll call her other names and she kind of responds, but. And Finley can't hear anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he does not respond to it, but yeah, no, I think, I think mostly it was like, you know, Finn or Rue or something, but for a while, I remember, I want to say in their midlife, we were, you know, we had all these other names that we would, I was like, God, I wonder if they get confused, <laughs> but, but let me ask you what, what's your nickname? What side of that do you fall on? Oh, I'm definitely the toilet humor. Uh, <laughs> I call him poopy. It was, a, it was originally like so we got him. It was puppy. So I just called him puppy. I don't know. He's probably a baby, baby. I called him puppy. And then it was like a French poopy. And then it's just poopy. All right. Now it's just poop. Come on. Come on. Poop, poop. Um, so it's evolved. Uh, my wife is definitely on the suite. Um, she, but now she, she calls him like Tusi right now, which is like, it was like Tootsie or Tusi. Sometimes she'll be like, Tusi, come here. And it's like, He's not going to come. That's not his name. <laughs> not even close to Oliver. <laughs> no, he's this thing from Oliver. Do, do you call him Oliver though? When you when you really need to get his attention? When we're training and like when I when I want to get him his attention, I'll call him Oliver. I call him maybe he's 50-50. Yeah, 50-50 Oliver. But it's then, interesting about the Tootsie thing too because I I started calling him. You know, yes, we are in Georgia, but I have, I have Yankee parents, right? From Buffalo, New York. So, but all of a sudden I started calling him Bubba and then Bubby and then Bubs. And, and I think it came from baby, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, but that was in, in the last, you know, maybe five years, but mm-hmm. I was like, I am calling my dog Bubba and Bubby and Bubs. And I've worn, I've, I've worn off on her. <laughs> yeah, that's there probably you go. There you go. But it's interesting how they then those names evolve too, and how they did for you as well. Yep, she calls she calls Oliver Bubba and Bubs and Bubby. Interesting. Next, no, Bubby and Bubs, not not Bubba as much. Bubby yeah. and Bubs. So, 
when you did your data and you looked at Oliver, did he fall in a certain category? I mean, was he in the majority? Like if you took the majority of all categories, was he in that majority or, or did he fit somewhere in between or, or in the, am I making yeah. sense with that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, I guess he was in the majority. So like the training, um, you know, like we kind of said, I'm a golden shooter nerd. Like I'm, you know, I, I trained with him a lot. Um, so yeah, so most of the people did train their dogs. I trained him. Um, we feed him Royal Canaan. That was the second most popular one. Right. Um, I asked, where do you shop for your golden shooter? Uh, Chewy was the most popular place. Um, we, we do a mix of Chewy and Amazon, but mostly Chewy. So we're, we're pretty average. We're pr- pretty much right in the middle. Um, Interesting. The, uh, I asked about the most popular vacuums. Um, I don't know about terriers, interesting. golden retriever shed a ton. Yeah. Um, so, and vacuums are like a big deal. Like, uh, my wife is getting her, getting her MBA right now. So I'm doing like 90% of the vacuuming. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll vacuum like half the house and I'll have to empty it cause it'll be full of dog hair. Um, right. so it's, a, it's a lot of work, but, yeah. um, we have a, uh, we have a Bissell and, uh, it was the third most popular. Really? Uh, yeah. So it was Dyson and then shark. Um, and then those were two pretty high. They were kind of close. Dyson was winning. And then, um, and then the Bissell was, was kind of a little farther behind in the, the third place. Um, so now I'm thinking I might have to get a Dyson or shark. So. <laughs> well, I, I was surprised only because in my knowledge of vacuums, Dyson's are very expensive. And I was like, wow, those people are shelling out dough for those vacuums. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have any of the robotic vacuums on there? Yes. So, um, yeah, so a lot of people had, um, so I, this was one of those, uh, with a lot of these questions, it was just kind of, uh, it wasn't multiple choice. It was like fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to sway people one way or the other. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a lot of work deciphering the data. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but yeah, so it was Dyson Shark, Bissell, then Roomba. Um, but a lot of people had kind of an upright vacuum. So like a Dyson or shark and a Roomba, it seemed like the most popular, like one, two punch was, um, the Dyson and the Roomba. So mm-hmm. like, I guess the Roomba's going all day or every day or a couple of, couple of times a week. And then you get the upright vacuum there. Um, so, hour. so I can speak from experience and I do this probably too much on this podcast. My in-laws got us a robot vacuum cleaner we got the shark version yeah we got the shark version i love it so it goes six days a week mm-hmm. and it, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't get on the furniture so you do have to have that's why the one-two punch probably yep but if you're vacuuming 90 percent of the time i'm just saying you might <laughs> want to look at that hey i i appreciate the uh, appreciate the tips yeah i was looking at the data i was like you know what i should really get one Ask your in-laws for yeah. <laughs> a it's, birthday present. It's yeah. it's incredible because it gets all the dust bunnies up because these guys shed a lot, not like a golden, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's very few huskies and golden mm-hmm. level. Yeah. But these guys shed a lot. And I love it because it's it's just getting all those dust bunnies under the couch. You know, like you see them, you're like, oh, I gotta get the vacuum out. This thing does it five or six days a week we we give it we give it sundays off yeah, but yeah but yeah it's it's great and we don't have it doing so we block off like the front part of the house so the dogs only have the kitchen and the family room as their like main or they're upstairs working with us so the our robot vac just basically does those two rooms gotcha. um but it is awesome because you know 
you know, when cleaning, if you're going to mop your floors, it's mm -hmm. sweeping and vacuuming and mopping, oh, yeah. you know, and by the time you're done, you're exhausted. Yep. But with that vacuum going all the time, you can just pick up and mop and you're, you're, you're like, your half of your work is done. So mm -hmm. I have to say, I wasn't like, you know, my parents were like, what should we get him? And I'm like, I don't know. And so my, my mom was just like, well, I'm going to get this. So she Smart loves move. it. Yeah. Smart move, mom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's absolutely right. That is why those people have the combo because you got to vacuum mm -hmm. your furniture with something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. yeah, we, uh, that's a good point. We haven't vacuumed. Um, but we, uh, we have like a thin layer of just golden fluff pretty much on like every, everything in the house. It's just there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, maybe I should probably start dusting that off and vacuuming it. <laughs> well, it'll be back tomorrow. Why waste the time? Right. <laughs> it, probably not even tomorrow. It'll be, you know, you'll be done and then it'll be like five hours yep. later. You're like, oh. So, mm -hmm. so I had labs, which are like cousins, right. And, mm -hmm and they're water dogs like goldens and and there he would walk down the hallway and rub beside the hallway and and there was this black streak do you do you guys get that too or is that just more a lab thing because they've got shorter hair um so on our couch uh so we have we have this this like tan couch and you can see where oliver sits yeah. um he likes to roll like he'll be in the grass like ah, just like rolling and then it'll come in and there's like, so we, it's like a three sectional. There's Oliver's seat, there's my wife's seat, and there's my seat. And <laughs> Oliver's is like just a little dirtier, just like he's got like a brown, like a uh, brown circle. And we wipe it off, but then like yeah. the very next day, he's getting sand on it. And I'll, I'll come sit there in the morning and be all sandy, wiping, wiping myself <laughs> off. But he's not, he doesn't rub himself on the, on the, um, like on the walls or anything, but there is a spot on his couch that marks So do it. they have that oily? like the labs do where a little bit yeah. Okay. yeah 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 i don't do. notice it as much when i touch a golden as when i do a lab yeah maybe it's the the hair it's the hair i yeah. think i think it's the hair you know yeah so now i'm curious too i'm thinking of all these other questions because it's it's been you know about a week since i looked at the survey did you ask anything about like furniture like what kind I did of not you know uh, like i'm thinking like that's leather a, couch yeah. versus like I know. So I did in the bottom of the survey, in the blog post, there's a little call to action. Like, Hey, ask, let me know in the comments, what questions you want to ask. Cause I want to do um, like an annual survey. Yeah. Um, so if, so that's a good one. I will put that furniture. Um, I, I wanted to ask about like dog walking services. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now that pandemic is hopefully winding down, um, people are going to be going back to work. So mm -hmm. what do you do with your dog when you're not there? Especially uh, those that got puppies during the pandemic, because that's what I'm worried about is the separation anxiety that yeah. a lot of dogs are going to be going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you have a dog walker? Do you take your dog to doggy daycare? What do you do? Um, Another good question would be, um, do you, I don't, I can't remember if you asked this, if you travel with your dog and then what, what you do when you're ooh, on vacation, you know, ooh, do you, yes. someone come to the house, do you yes. take them somewhere? And then grooming that, that was on the list, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because yeah. I'm, um, I'm curious because our neighbors used to have a gold, well, our, our neighbors moved, but they had a golden and she always had a mobile grooming service come. And I was like, that's probably pretty smart for such a big dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. So grooming, 37% um, of people groomed them themselves. 24% uh, went to a groomer and then 37% uh, did both. 
Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. Sometimes yeah. you want the professional blowout on that beautiful coat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or you just don't want to do it yourself because it's Christmas time and you've got too much to do or something, but that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do all the stuff ourselves is teeth, nails, paws, coat, ears, all, um, all the other, all the fun stuff. Um, uh, but I can definitely see how, uh, getting a groomer would be helpful. Just, um, you know, taking care of that beautiful coat and, um, getting a good brush in there, trimming and everything. Yeah. So uh, for you do it yourselfers, I want to know what type of hair dryer do you use? Cause that is important <laughs> as a woman. I, I have, I found several years ago, a professional blow dryer that wasn't a, a break the bank price. Cause I'm thrifty. And I was like, Oh my God, this dries my hair so much faster. And then when we just bathe, you know, we don't have to bathe our terriers all that often. And Riley just got her bath last weekend and I was using my hair dryer. So Michael was using the old, you know, cheapy one and it was taking forever to dry her. And so I brought down mine when I was done and he's like, Oh my gosh, that makes such a difference. So yeah. I would be curious because you know, those professional dryers that they, the mm-hmm. groomers use, I mean, those things just wick the water away, but who has that in their house? Right. Yeah. You know, like that would be interesting to know what hair dryers people use. And my recommendation is get yourself one of those professional ones. Cause they are, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ours nice. is like this big. It's like a, uh, it's got a big hose and it's like industrial size. Thing. You do have one of the fancy. Yeah. Ones. And we, uh, yeah. So it was interesting. I did, it was like, uh, I called, we called it the 30 day puppy challenge where I asked, um, like, uh, 30, um, or it was like 20, 20 people. It was dog trainers, vets, breeders about like how to, um, take care of your puppy. And I talked to one who was, she was a golden retriever owner. Um, and she gave me the tip about, she's like, the biggest thing you can do as a golden retriever owner is get an industrial strength blow dryer. Um, and I got it and I love it. It's definitely much faster. I think he's happier. We're happier. happier. So for all the golden parents listening, how long does it take you to dry Oliver with that? Um, the 10 minutes or so. So we, wow. we do like a combo, um, like, like my wife will be like brushing up the towels and I'll be blow drying them or, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, so 10 minutes and he's like pretty dry and then we'll go run around outside yeah. the dirt again and then dry off a little bit again. You mentioned, uh, um, sand. Are you in Florida? I am in Florida. Okay. So yes that's another nice thing about being in a warm climate too, is you can always let them go air dry a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go run around in the backyard and then, and it'll be dry pretty quickly. It's very hot. Great tip. 10 minutes. That's, that's well worth whatever you paid for that. 10 minutes. And like, he's almost there. He's not like, he's still, he's still a little wet. So then, then we'll go get the rest of the, get the rest of the, um, the water off outside and run around be crazy. Yeah. Um, and with a golden, you could probably just play fetch for a while. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah. he always a zoomies after the shower. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he, yeah, I go, I think it's a dog thing. Cause they yeah. do the same thing. Like they it's, it's like, Oh, I hated that experience with, with <laughs> ours. I, you know, I hated that experience, but now I'm not in it anymore and I'm just going to run around. Yeah. It's, yep. it's fun. Yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So any, any other hot topics on the, the survey? Uh, one thing that I thought was really cool. Um, so to kind of encourage people to fill out the survey, 
you know, it, it, there was like, I don't know, 20, 30 questions. It was a lot. Um, but I offered a hundred dollar gift card to your favorite, um, to, uh, to your favorite pet store. Um, so the person that won, I did like a random drawing. It was all in like Google sheets and I selected somebody random. So I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, congratulations. You won. Uh, what's your favorite pet store? And then she's like, Oh, thank you so much. Like, I can't believe I won. Uh, actually, instead of sending me uh, a gift card, can you donate to my local golden retriever shelter? Aww. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, cool. So I went, you know, sent them a hundred bucks. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I was very impressed with her. Shout out to the winner. Cause that's pretty yes. awesome. I think that's great. Now, did yeah. you ask how many were rescued and how many were? I did. I did. Um, so, uh, let's see here. Cause I know I there are a, quite a few golden retriever rescues throughout the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So 89.9% of people got their golden from a breeder, mm-hmm. uh, 5% of people rescued them. And then 4.4% had done both. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So it was interesting. We, uh, we're fosters for a little bit. Um, uh, we c- kind of came across a, a friend who had a golden retriever who needed a new home. Um, that golden did not, uh, she was, uh, she, she was a single dog. Um, she needed to be in a dog where she, in a household where she was the only dog. Yeah. Um, so it didn't work out with us. So we worked with a, with a rescue, a local rescue. Um, and they said, yeah, we have over a hundred people on our wait list right now. Um, and we screen people, uh, I think the lady was being sarcastic, but she was like, it's harder to, uh, adopt a golden retriever from our rescue than it is to adopt a, a baby in the U S or something. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Just like the amount of care and like time and everything that they put into it. But, uh, they had a list of 107 people, I think. And we've heard that, that, you know, and I've, I've heard some frustrations from people that, you know, I want to adopt, but they're making it so difficult. And, it's, it's, it's kind of a, you can understand both sides of it. You know, um, rescue groups don't want the, the dog to have to be rehomed because the more that happens, the, the more disruptive it is for them and so on and so forth. So it can be very, very difficult to rest, you know, to, to adopt, but, um, something we learned actually from the, the woman that we interviewed with Theo, the golden retriever, cause she does a lot of, she fosters and does a lot of rescue work her advice was get your application in early, you know, before you Mm -hmm. even think you want one. And I think in this day and age, you know, people want puppies. People also want the, you know, I want it now thing. Mm -hmm. And that can be very hard, even just trying to find a reputable breeder because, you know, a good breeder is not going to be like, you know, oh yeah, I've got five puppies here come today. (laughs) You know, that's just not how mother nature works. You know, these dogs have cycles, (laughs) they get pregnant, they, you know, So yeah. it's, you know, it's definitely a, a challenge, I think for, yeah. for people. I, I didn't realize that before we got Oliver is that it's, it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, it's not something that you just, you don't go out and get one tomorrow. No. Right. And some of these breeders and rescue groups have like months, at least months, yeah. years, a year and a half. And I imagine with, a, a, with golden retrievers being so popular too, you know, that's, it's got to come into play, you know, cause they're a popular breed. So I'm sure breeders are like, yeah, sorry. You know, I've got a litter, but they're all spoken for. So, yeah. 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 And that's kind of not, not to get too much into the weeds here, but that's who you want. You don't want someone who's cranking them out just for the money. Oh, let me get five female dogs and one 
a stud dog and uh, start cranking out puppies without even taking care of them. Um, yeah. So you, yeah. it, it stinks. Like you don't want to wait, but then it's like, oh, well, if they're only having, you know, a, a few litters a year and they're taking great care of them. That's, that's the dog you want. Yep. And we, you know, that's sort of my, my passion there is guys don't go to a pet store either because those dogs come from commercial breeders and, you know, they're not the people that are, are living with them in the home with, you know, vetting for medical and all that's going to save you a lot of money down the road, you know, and, and dog prices are expensive through breeders, but if you're going to a really good one, that's going to certify, you know, eyes and hips and all the other things. That's, that's important because you're going to have a longer life, hopefully, and hopefully less problems. So yeah, that's my soapbox issue right yeah. there. <laughs> we all, we all got on our soapbox there. Yeah. 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 So what's, what's up next for you? What, what's, what's coming down the road that people can look forward to? Um, so I, uh, recently kind of sort of hired a trainer, um, to talk about more of the, the nitty gritty, uh, stuff. So like so far on Golden Hearts, um, most popular names for golden retrievers, like you don't need to be a trainer to talk about the most popular names right. and it's like some other kind of lighter stuff. Um, but I heard, hired a trainer to write about like golden retriever anxiety um, and uh, just kind of in like barking and like aggression. Um, mm-hmm. So getting a little bit more into the nitty gritty stuff on the blog, um, I, I've kind of sort of covered a lot of the kind of high level stuff. Now let's Let's, you know, people are asking me like, Hey, um, my golden trooper won't stop barking or my golden trooper has terrible separation anxiety. What do I do? Um, so far I've just been like sending them like, Hey, here's my favorite blogger. Go like read her blogs. Yeah. Um, but instead, uh, I hired a trainer and she's writing about stuff and it's kind of like you talked about, um, with your terriers, like when the trainer in person was like, Hey, he's a terrier. Like he's, you know, don't expect him to do this every single time he's independent. Um, so this trainer is able to weave in golden retriever specific things as well. Um, like for instance, uh, golden retrievers, um, uh, resource guarding is not uncommon in golden retrievers. Um, Mm. they were bred to go get things and like in their mouth. So sometimes they don't want to let those things go. Um, and if, uh, but not, that's not as common in other breeds. So if you're just reading like a general blog about dogs or about puppies or whatever, um, maybe, that won't be addressed is that in your, like, you know, like your terrier thing, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so. That's cool. That's great that you've got someone that will be able to give you that perspective. Cause they, I mean, there really are so many traits inherent in these breeds that are just genetically there that like you said, you're not going to know if you don't know. So that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. What I like about it is it's, is it specific to a breed? Mm-hmm. And and so you become the source where people are like, Hey, I, this is a guy you need to go to. This is his blog. You need to go to, if you're thinking about, you know, yep. getting a golden, because that's your, obviously you're passionate about them and, and, and you're, you're bringing the right resources in. And, um, you know, I, I love that you did the survey, you know, how many people, you know, 600 people did that survey. So that's a pretty good sample size. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it's, it's great. I, I think, if you're out there folks and you want to find out about this golden retriever, you need to start following, um, you know, and, and make sure you keep that thing on your, uh, you know, what is it? Saved list or start yeah. bookmark yeah. list. Yeah. So, so tell everyone where they can find you and, um, you know, on social and online everywhere. Yeah. So goldenhearts.co. Um, and you can also just search golden hearts. We'll, we'll be there 
the top one or two. Um, and then as soon as you go to goldenhearts.co, the survey is like the first blog post. It's the very first thing you see. Um, so check that out. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook, goldenhearts.co, but go to the website. That's kind of where most of our value is. Um, not, I'm not huge on social media, uh, but, uh, you know, and, and that's where you're going to learn the most. Um, you know, we're hiring this trainer to write good in-depth blog posts so that you can um, know how to properly raise your golden. Um, and then uh, also comment on the, um, on the survey and because this will be, we will be doing the same thing next year. Um, so if there's a question that you want to know, um, that you want the masses to answer, uh, let me know in the comments there. Yeah. Everybody make sure you comment so that he can get, you know, if you, if you thought of things like while we were talking about the blow dryers or whatever, make sure to yeah. comment because I'm sure there, you know, I'm sure there were golden owners out there that were like, oh yeah, I wonder what people say about this. So, yeah, um, we'll put, we'll, we'll put all that information down in the description too, yes. so people can find you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And anyone that comments on our video, we will make sure to, uh, you know, direct them to you. Um, but this has been so interesting and so much fun. I can't wait to see, um, the, the, the new, you know, training articles. I think that's really important, you know, with any breed training is just so key. And, and we saw that with our, um, our German short hair pointer interview, just, you know, the challenges that you sometimes have, but once you overcome them, you've got some really well-behaved dogs that actually listen to you. And that's fantastic. <laughs> so that'll be cool to have those articles. So yeah. Jake, thank you so much. And, um, we'll make sure to direct everybody your way. And, uh, we really appreciate your time. Awesome. Been a pleasure. Been a thank pleasure. You, Megan, Michael. This has been great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I can get very nerdy when it comes to statistics and surveys. And I think we had some good ideas for future questions for the 2022 Golden Retriever Report. Yeah, I, I love stuff like that. I am absolutely, I absolutely love statistics, uh, how thing, what people think. I, I was blown away. And yeah, I've got 5,000 other questions I could probably ask him. Yeah. And I would, you know, even though this was tailored to the golden retriever, I would be curious how much of this is similar for all breeds and maybe he'll do an all breed survey. I don't know that that would fit his blog, but, um, you know, comment below if any of this stuff that, um, was sort of the majority opinion, if that, you know, fits for you guys as well. Yeah. I'm sure some people out there that are, uh, watching this or listening to this are going, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, so. And you as know. far as vacuums go, I know we've um, touted our robot vacuum that we don't get sponsored for, but yeah. we would love to shark. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a, uh, it was a gift from my parents for Michael's birthday. And now we don't have golden retrievers. We have border terriers. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it does a great job of picking up their fur. Yeah, I, it does. It's it's my favorite toy. So I'd be curious if that works well with golden fur as well. So if you have a golden retriever and you have a robot vacuum, let us know if that works well because y'all's dogs have a lot longer fur than ours do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I I think it's uh, I think it's a very cool concept that he has. I mean, it's one of the most popular dogs in the world, and uh, I think that 
the fact that he got people to open up and, and was able to get that information yeah. and compile it all together and put it in one spot. Uh, great job there, Jake. I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, uh, 600 Golden Retriever parents. That's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know that we could get 600 Border Terrier right. parents. I don't even know if there are 600 Border <laughs> I know. in America. To, you know, yeah. So, so um, But we hope you guys enjoyed getting really nerdy today with these statistics. And But I hope you had fun as well. And um, yeah, comment below if any of this stuff matches up or if you have any hot tips that maybe we should look into and that um, Jake and Oliver should look into. Absolutely. Once again, folks, thanks for tuning in. We look forward to these each and every time and we look forward to hearing from you. If you want to reach out to us, make sure to drop us a line at dognerdshow at gmail.com. You can follow us everywhere on social media at dognerdshow. And as Michael said before, we love hearing from you. We love your comments. Shout out to our podcast listeners. We, we know you, we love you. And those that have left reviews, thank you. All right. All right. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.